Okay. All right. Welcome everyone to the first episode of My College Story. I'm Miranda, the Assistant College Advisor at All Saints. And I am Brian Motto, the Director of College Advising. Are you excited? Strangely, yes. Why it's strangely? Weird. I don't know. I don't know. It's not like we're on video, but I just feel no. like everybody can see me and I'm I've never been comfortable with that. So, you know, we'll get over it. We'll We'll get past it. We'll we'll work past it. Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about today is I felt like it was important for everyone to get to know us a little bit. So, because we've met all the upper school families, but we haven't met everyone else. So if uh, other uh, other families are listening, I felt like it was important for us to get to know each other. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself, Brian. So my wife, Allison, and I and our son, Joey, moved here in 2013 to Tyler from Austin. And um, since then, we've added Audrey in 2016. But uh, being at All Saints is a family affair. So Allison is the dean of students in the middle school and teaches and coaches. Joey's in third grade. And Audrey is in the four-year-old classroom with Miss Edgman. And so we uh, we get up every morning and, and we all get dressed and come to All Saints. So it's a family affair. It's a party every day at the Motto House. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. All right. Well, I have been here for eight years now. So I worked five years in a development and then I moved to college advising four years ago. So that's eight. No, nine. Nine. Oh my gosh. Nine years. One year longer. Yeah. You've been here a year longer than we have. Wow. Okay. That's wow. That's a long time. time I've been here for a while. Fun. Um, anyway, so I grew up in Tyler. And so I was familiar with All Saints, but I didn't really know about it till I started here. And it's been inter- It's been a fun ride so far. If you would have told me in 2008 that I was going to end up living in Tyler, Texas, I would have first said <laughs> where and then that you're crazy. Um, but uh, life has an amazing way of working out. I, mm-hmm. I, I met and at that point was dating Allison and then moved to Austin. We got married and uh, it was just time to get out of Austin. And so that's, I mean, very quick nutshell than how we ended up in Tyler. We were very lucky to find All Saints and find a place that would, would allow both Allison and I to work here. Awesome. I, I think it was great because then you get to work with me and that's just the highlight of your day every day. Absolutely. <laughs> the sarcasm is really strong. Okay, so we're calling this um, podcast My College Story. So I think we need to talk about what we do as a college advising office, like what we do on a daily basis with our students. So what do we do in our office, Brian? We advise about college. Is that right? Yes, I guess that's true. That's what they tell us we do. Um, but okay, so as freshmen, they come in, we work with them, they, we go on a trip, and we take them to a couple colleges, mm-hmm. UT, or no, A&M, mm-hmm. Baylor, and UT. We're we are changing start, it. Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah, we're changing it. Okay. And then we start with them their freshman year, and they begin their story at their first college night, mm-hmm. freshman year. And then we do PSAT. We do understanding the transcript. GPA game is something we love to do with them. And then we always meet with them and do their individual schedules, which is the same all four years. Sophomore year is a little different, but not – we don't do a whole lot with them. Why – I've always wondered, why is that? So during their sophomore year, I've always felt strongly that they have the information they need. It is at that point up to them really to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is 
concentrating on their studies, doing as well as they can in the classroom, and really trying to put themselves out there in their extracurriculars, become more of leaders, um, and just get those experiences. So, so during the sophomore year, yeah, you're right. We really don't bother them that much. Which I think is good in the long run because it's really not something they need to super be stressing out about at that point, right? It's right. really just worrying about their grades. I like, I like that aspect of it personally. And then junior year is mm -hmm. when it gets crazy. Junior year, the ball starts really rolling downhill, and, and it begins in the fall. We do uh, PSAT with the students again, and junior year is the year that they may qualify for the, the National Merit Scholarship. Uh, scholarship, words program. are hard. Words are hard, yeah. National Merit Scholarship Program. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's in October. And then in November, we take the students on a class trip where we will start visiting Arkansas, Tulsa, Oklahoma State, and OU. Then when we come back, we have a night college night for the juniors and the parents. And, and at that point, we give you guys all the information, the timelines, and go over everything we need to go over. And then the students go through U-Science, which is a career assessment. They, have, they go through a self-reflection exercise. We start individual and family meetings. And at that point, again, they are, are really moving forward with the process as they head into their senior, senior year or that summer between junior and senior year when they start working on their essay, their applications, uh, and all the fun stuff that they're actually going to turn in, all the, the, the ways that they are going to actually then tell their story. Awesome. Yeah. And I... I love that summer before senior year when they actually start coming in and they, it's almost like you see the light and they just change. They're like, okay, now it's time to get down to business. It really matters now. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So I think now's the time to tell our college story. It's because we're going to ask everyone that comes on to tell their college story. So Brian, do you want to go first and tell your personal college story? Sure. So I thought that basketball was going to be what guided my college process mm -hmm. um, was hoping that I was talented enough to end up playing basketball somewhere. And so honestly didn't do too much college research going into senior year. Um, as a senior, my first semester, um, so this was a fall of 94, obviously dating myself here, but fall of 94, I had a, um, a medical procedure that knocked me out of basketball. And so all of a sudden I was in a situation that I didn't think I would, you know, obviously never didn't plan for, um, just shows the importance of, of having that plan B. Um, and so February of senior year, a gentleman, my father worked with told him that I should go look at Hanover college in Southern Indiana. And I was still trying to pursue basketball at a division three level and had some coaches recruiting me, contacting me, but nothing really that serious and went to visit Hanover on an ugly fall day. Or, I'm sorry, ugly February day. And I'll never forget it. It was, it was nasty out, but the campus was still gorgeous. And when, when we pulled on to Hanover's campus, scenic drive, uh, it, it immediately felt like home. And Hanover College is in southern Indiana. It's in the middle of cornfields. It's about 45 minutes from Louisville. But there was something charming about it and absolutely loved it. Um, red brick buildings, white columns is in my head. It was what college was supposed to be. Lots of grass, lots of green area. Uh, and so um, was excited. They gave me the chance to play basketball. Academically, it was a good fit. Um, so 
it, it really just worked out. And so I spent four years at, at Hanover and really loved every second of it. It was a great fit. And that's what we tell our students, right? We got to, you got to find that place where you can go be happy, be healthy and grow. And so, um, was very lucky that it worked out. That's awesome. I don't feel like I knew some of that. Well, we'll see. There's, here's another reason we're doing the podcast. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I knew where you went and I knew why you went, but I didn't know that you played basketball. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a failure not knowing that. Um, okay. So my college story is super different. Um, I obviously did not leave home cause I grew up in white house, but I think growing up college was always the obvious next step. And I always knew like I was going to go to college, grew up as a Texas A&M fan. Cause if you're not a Texas A&M fan, that means you're a UT fan. Cause if you live in Texas, you have to pick. And so I was born into the maroon bloodline and that is what I've always known, always learned loved. Um, and so I always assumed that A&M was where I was going to go. And I, for some reason, thinking about it, I always knew like, well, I'm going to get in because that's where my dad went. That's where my grandfather went. I'm obviously going to get in. Um, I was obviously very stupid (laughs) thinking that, uh, but you know, when it got down to it, I honestly, I did not have what we do at my school. So I, I don't even know how I applied to college, to be super honest with you. I think like it was one of those, hey, hey, Miranda, on Saturday, you're going to take the SAT. Okay, cool. Um, so I thought I was going to A&M, but my parents really wanted me to stay here for at least a year to do what they all say of the basics and have a year at home to kind of figure out why, figure out what that next stage of maturity looks like, blah, blah, blah. And so I went to to TJC and I ended up staying there for two years. And then I was looking at transferring because I had no idea what I wanted to do at all. Um, when, you know, that day came where dad was like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to be a photographer. And dad's like, let's talk about a real career. So I was in college, had no idea what I wanted to do, but, um, I, at that point when after my sophomore year, I was okay. I think marketing kind of something that I want to do something in business. And we went and talked to an A&M counselor and May's business school. It's a big deal. It's a little, a little difficult to get into. And I guess we just, we weren't knowledgeable about that. We didn't have that, that information that we, that I have now of how, you know, competitive it is. And when I went down, they said, you know, Yes, you have the grades. You could absolutely transfer in. However, you probably, it's very competitive to transfer into the Mays Business School because they would prefer freshman transfers or freshman students versus transfers, but you could do agricultural business. So if you've met me, I don't think that any sort of ag anything really screams Miranda. And so they're like, yeah, and it's going to be about three more years before you can graduate. (laughs) You can laugh. It's okay. I'm laughing. Yes, I'm laughing. Um, It's going to be three years, and you're going to have to probably take a year of catch-up ag classes again. Which you're excited about now. Super stoked about it. So needless to say, I did not go to A&M. Still love them. Still go every Saturday in the fall. Um, but I ended up going to UT Tyler. And the other part of that really was I had a job at the time at Green Acres as a children's ministry intern. I love, love, loved that job. And I think that was probably the biggest part of why I stayed because I felt like that was something that I was going to be doing in the future. Like after college, that was definitely what I was going to do. And so, um, so yeah, I went to 
UT Tyler, and I lived with my parents most of the time. I moved out my senior year, and that was a whole experience, and it's on its own, <laughs> which I'm sure we'll That'll talk about. That'll be in a future episode. <laughs> yes, probably talk about that later, about living not with your parents. But, um, but yeah, it was not a typical picturesque college experience, but I think that was part of, that was just my college story and it was different and it was twists and turns and expectations that were different than the reality. But, you know, I, I loved my experience and I made great friends and I got to do a job that I really loved and found, and it went in a different, absolutely different (laughs) pathway later on, but we'll talk about that later. But, um, but yeah, that's my college story. Good times. I love it. No, it's good. It's, It's, I, I knew most of that. And so, yeah, um, but I, I think that I see a lot of your story and the students we deal with every day, mainly because it was all the twists and turns, right? It wasn't the straight line that everybody kind of thinks it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think it's yeah. a great story because, because of that. Yeah. Okay. So I think our, for us, part of our college story is also how we got into this position. Mm-hmm. So Brian, so tell us how you got into college advising. So as I student taught my senior year of college, I realized that the classroom probably was not where I should be. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the high school students. Uh, I definitely knew I shouldn't be working in the middle school. The seventh and eighth graders <laughs> um, made me uh, made my hair start to fall out, maybe a little prematurely, but uh, um, it, something just wasn't just wasn't there. And I had volunteered in the admission office all four years while I was at Hanover. And a job in the admission office came open in the spring of my senior year. I applied, was lucky enough to get it. And that started my career in admissions. So fall of 99 was my first year in college admissions. And I was a road warrior for Hanover College, traveled in Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, and recruited and learned the admissions process and game and, and really enjoyed it. But after five years at Hanover, it was time to leave. And so was very lucky. Uh, a gentleman who I came to know at Hanover was the director at Butler University in Indianapolis and interviewed for an admission position there. Uh, fortunately, got the job, moved to Indy for two years and loved every second of it. Halfway through my time in Indy, so a year in, I was traveling in Ohio, New Albany High School. It was the last high school visit I made that day. I was talking to a gentleman by the name of Jeff Strawman. He was the counselor, at, head counselor at New Albany High School just outside Columbus. And I sat and talked to him for probably about a, an hour and a half, maybe longer. I know I kept him from going home to his family. <laughs> um, but he was kind enough to sit there and humor me. And when I left New Albany, I walked to my car and I remember saying, that guy has my job. And I spent the next year at Butler enjoying my position, but looking for jobs on the high school side of the process and was fortunate enough to land a job at a school I recruited at in Nashville, Tennessee called Father Ryan High School and haven't looked back at that. So since 2002, 2003, I've been on the high school side of, of the admission counseling desk. And which side do you think is more exciting, our side or their side? Oh, no question. We're on the better side. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So mine is not as exciting as Brian's. Um, so I, like I said, I started here in 2012. Yeah. In the fall of 2012, I worked as a part-time um, 
event planner for the development office, and then I moved up into communication and stuff like that. So five years, at that fifth year, I our office, like I was the only one left in the office, which is a daunting situation for someone who, you know, kind well, of fell into it. the job. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, but you know, fundraising for anyone that's ever done fundraising, fundraising is exhausting and, um, it's just a lot. And unless you're hardcore, like Claire right now, Claire is hardcore and she loves it. I, it was not my passion and I knew that. And, um, so I was looking for a change cause I was again, the last one in the office and, um, the few years, last few years down there was when Charlotte, our director of development at the at that point, had was started having advisories, and she had middle school advisories, and so they we would always have students in our office, and so they'd come in and out. And her first advisory at that point were high starting to be high schoolers, and then they would come down to our office because in Rogers Hall it's very and well now is not as a rare thing, but before the CFI and before. Um, everything we was very rare to have students down there like yeah we worked at a school but like they never came down to the first floor of rogers hall that's not the exciting people are not down there and but they started coming in and like hanging out and i got to know them pretty well and then they kept coming every year and i was like that was like the highlight of the day sometimes is when the kids would come in and tell us about the crazy high school drama or whatever is going on and so after working in children's ministry, and I knew I loved to work with kids, but I was, if you had asked me 10 years ago if I would ever work with high school students, I would laugh in your face. I'd be like, heck no, they're sassy, there's so much drama, um, and now this is where I am. But I just really enjoyed hanging out with them, and I knew something in that realm was something that I needed to be doing. And so that summer was when Chelsea, your mm-hmm. former assistant college advisor, left and I worked closely with her and the girl before her and I'd work with you with on a couple things and I knew like we both had the same sense of humor we're very sarcastic no (laughs) no and we got along and I love 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 college men and so I was like well maybe I said I absolutely know nothing about college advising but I'm a fast learner I I just love talking to students and so I went and talked to you and I was like do you think this is something you think I would do. Yes. And you said we yes. On that. I mean, we talked about it, but anyway, so you were pretty confident. So I felt confident. So then I talked to Kyle and Kyle at first thought I was quitting because I never to win instead of meeting with him. And he was like, oh my gosh, are you leaving? I'm like, no, no, I, I want to come work for you and Brian. And he's like, yes. Okay. So, so yeah. So 2017 mm-hmm. is when I moved up yep. into college advising and I love, love, love it. You officially saw the light. I saw the light and I moved over and I'm never going back. But yeah. I think Kyle and I knew though, we saw how much of a kid magnet you were. We saw that the students respected you, trusted you, loved being in your space. And Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously those are the kind of educators we want students around. And so, um, you obviously had a passion for it. And and like you said, I mean, we meshed very well. It's, it's, it's easy uh, to come (laughs) into the office every day. And, and I think the kids enjoy being down there too. And so I did have a little harem of students that would come down. Oh my goodness. You had a cult following. I did. I did. And they're all like, what? I did have, we did have to have that conversation of, okay, you can't call me Miranda anymore. You have to Mm -hmm. call me Miss Davis. We struggled through that. That's their senior year, but Uh, they slipped up quite a bit. Yeah. 
And I had to be like, guys, just don't do it in front of Mr. Edgeman. That's all that I ask. Um, okay, so why why do you love what we do so much? Like, what's that one thing about college advising that keeps you in this job? I think it's the the people and the interaction. Um, I truly do love working with the students and the families. I love the people that are in the college admission world. Um, some of my my dearest friends are counselors at other schools, uh, people in the admission world on the college side, and they're just good people. You know, we all have the same goal in mind, uh, and that's you know to, to try to help the students find that best place. So um, I really think at the end of the day, it, it's the people. Yeah. But I love the school environment. I think it's great. Um, you know, I, I know we're never going to get paid like doctors and lawyers and, and some of those people, but uh, there's just such a great quality of life about being at a school and there's such a great energy that comes with being on campus. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I think it's a combination of those two things, right? So it's the people and the environment uh, of being in, in a school. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking about this the other day when I was thinking about what we talk about. And I think it's two things. I think it's the, it's the students as much as they frustrate us sometimes. And we want to, you know, knock their heads when you're like, okay, I asked you to do this like a million times, but it's fine. But it's when they come in, it's when they start getting those admissions decisions and they come in so excited and they're like besides themselves because they have such, I mean, this is such a long daunting process, but they have such that self doubt going into it when they finally get that. Yes, you got in, you're accepted. Just their like pure joy of like, I can't believe it, but I got in and I was enough. I think we had a couple of those this year that we were like, I think you got in with one of their faces, like you never should doubt yourself ever again because you knew we knew that you could do it. And, um, and at the end, at graduation, getting to see them walk across the stage and stand there. Because at our graduation, they stand, and it's such a defining moment for them to stand in front of all their family and friends as we read off all these great things about them, where they're going to college, all the stuff. But them stand there confidently knowing that their decision that they made was the right one. And they're just mm-hmm. happy, and they're excited. I love that. And then at the end, okay, so our fir- my first year... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this. So my first year, like it was just an event to me, right? Because that's what I'd done for the past five years. I'm like, check, 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 check it off the box, do whatever. Um, one, I cried like an hysterical baby the whole time. Yeah, there was a dirty rumor about that. Oh, man. I cried like a baby. And I'm not a crier. I've become very soft in the last four years. Um, I know this year I'm going to be just a mess. <laughs> but after the event... You so we were leaving. You're like, okay, let's go. We gotta go. But you like came up and you're like, we did, we did it. It's done. Like we're we did it. And I'm like, what do you mean we did it? You're like, we did it. Like we help these kids. We help them get across the stage. We help them. And I was like, I'm where I need to be. I knew it. After that, I was like, this was all worth it. All the crazy pulling out hair, you know, threatening students to get things done. As frustrated as we get, it's definitely all worth it. The threats are always fun, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Withhold candy, withhold things. Mm-hmm. But, hey, what's effective is effective. But all the madness that we go through, it's that last moment of them being so proud of themselves that I love the most. Then they are enough. And yeah. they get to see it then. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so that's our college stories, as crazy and <laughs> twists and turns as we took. 
So, okay, before we close it out, share why we thought this podcast was important. Because I, I brought it up to you and be like, I think it would be really cool for us to do a podcast because we were talking about how you know, COVID has completely exploded our world in so many different ways, but especially the college advising process has been, I think, to sum up the year, it would be the shrugging emoji, like, I don't know, because mm-hmm. it's been so up and down and backwards and crazy. But I, I think that has kind of sparked a, okay, we need to do something different, do something more for mm-hmm. our families and our parents. Yeah, I think you put it, I think you said one day we need to reimagine. And I thought yeah. that was a great way of saying it. And so I think that's what, that's why we're here, right? We, everybody's sick and tired of Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sick and tired of their inbox being just completely full. And so I think this is a great way for us to get some great information to our families, our students have some, maybe some fun, intriguing guests on to talk to us about uh, the admission process at their schools and uh, just different aspects of the whole process. And so um, we're excited about it. I, I think I'm still maybe a little, a little hesitant sitting here in front of this microphone, but uh, I'll hopefully warm up a little bit. But uh, it'll, you know, I think for our families, it'll be a good way to to learn about the admission process. Yeah. And I think we've got some fun things planned. I know when I told some students, <laughs> I was like, Hey, I think we're going to start a podcast. I think I got 10 that were like, I'll be on it. You need me to be on it. I'll be on it. I'll tell my story. And I'm like, okay, we'll see. But I think we've got some fun ones. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. Cause I think especially this year, we've got some students that we saw it going one way and it's going a completely different way and for the better. Um, and so So yeah, I'm excited about what we've got coming up as well. All right. Well, that is the end of our last, our first, our last, wow. That was quick. That was short-lived. Our last first episode. Maybe that's where I was going. So that's the end of our first episode. Um, We hope that you will come back and listen next, next time as we talk about I think our next topic is talking about activities during the summer. Yeah, especially in a COVID world, right? When students don't really know what to do and don't have as many options. So we want to definitely tackle that. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to your first episode of My College Story.